0: Hello and good morning. This is episode number three here at the podcast. We are so glad that you could join us. It's Monday, January 28th, and I'm Shelly Allen. I am founder and executive director at Steps Care, a nonprofit that is intentional about inspiring disability ministry. One of the ways that we do that is through our conversations here at the podcast. I'd like to insert we are new to the whole world of podcasting, so be patient with us as we figure out what we're doing. <laughs> so um, today, we are going to be talking about what disability ministry, quote unquote, looks like. We talk to new churches uh, almost weekly, and th- they approach us about doing you know disability ministry training and they wanna know, what is this supposed to look like? And what are we supposed to be doing? So today, we're gonna take a moment and we're gonna talk about what disability ministry looks like. I think you're gonna be inspired. So Before we get started, I want to let you know that if you have questions or things that you would like us to talk about on the podcast, shoot us an email at talk at stepscare.org. That's talk, T A L K, at stepscare.org. Or you can contact us via the website. That would be perfectly fine. Or send us a message on Facebook, Twitter, or even on Instagram. We um, would love to, to answer those questions and and talk to you about them today we're gonna talk about what disability ministry looks like and um, you know this is a question that we answer often we have people that are interested in starting disability ministry and they want to know what you know what is the expectation of disability ministry what does it look like you know, what if our church is not big enough or maybe we don't have enough volunteers or maybe, you know, it's too big or we don't, you know, whatever the, the challenge is. Maybe it's, they, they just feel inadequate about starting it. I don't know what, the, <laughs> whatever the challenge is, there's all kinds of, of questions when getting ready to start a disability ministry and we want to know what it looks like. So today we're going to start off by saying that disability ministry doesn't look one specific way. Disability ministry is about creating accessibility. Accessibility is about putting together little, you know, helps. Um, whether that is, you know, giving somebody who might need a buddy, a buddy. So they're successful in Sunday school or a buddy that would sit with them during a service or, um, you know, putting an additional um, teacher that would help with any challenges that might come up um, during a class time. There are a number of ways to put supports in place for a student, and we're not gonna talk about those specifically today, but disability ministry is about creating um, uh, accessibility for the people that we serve. And um, everyone, um, it, it, it creates an opportunity for everyone that wants to be a part. And um, I think that everybody that wants to be a part should have the opportunity to be a part. So disability ministry looks at everyone individually. Um, And then thinking about how can I include this person in a way that is meaningful to them. This is so important. (laughs) Um, Asking those questions, you know, asking the individual directly. Um and, and giving them a voice. How do you want to be a part? What is it that, you know, interests you about being a part of our community? And we want to help, whether that's singing in worship or taking up offering or being a door greeter or whatever. Um, maybe even as a Sunday school teacher or being, you know, a part of the young people's group or, you know, the kids ministry, whatever. Whatever it is that is interesting to them, you know, then we want to put together the the accessibility tools for them to be successful. And that's what disability ministry is about. And I found out over the years that creating a program that helps faith communities be intentional about inclusion is just simply by starting a disability ministry. You get ministry leaders in place that are advocating for the inclusion of the people that they serve and the whole church benefits from that. And so I found that disability ministry is really, um, is really the best tool that ch- the churches and faith communities have to helping them be intentional about inclusion. So disability ministry works hand in hand with every other aspect of your church or faith community. Um, and like I had mentioned before, you know, if you they want to sing, then or play an instrument, we want to help them, you know, be able to do that. If they want to be in a classroom and helping a teacher, or if they just want to be a student in a class, you know, so many of our our um, students aren't even able to attend services because of not having um, accessibility measures in place, and we want to make sure that they. They have those, and so disability ministry definitely equips um, or helps us be intentional with that that endeavor. So, how this looks is different in every single church that we've been in. You know, smaller churches have to you know be creative in ways that larger churches don't have to, and larger churches have to be creative in ways that smaller churches don't have to. It's really um, it's really interesting to see how disability ministry looks in every single church that we've ever been in to provide training for whatever um, for whatever type of session that we've done for them. So every single church will look different, and I think that that's beautiful. Some people like to sing. Some people like to work in the sound room. Some people would like to teach. Some like to play. Some like to take up the offering, and so on and so on. Disability ministry gives a helping hand that allows our families with additional needs that accommodation necessary to be involved. There is something about participation that makes us all feel connected. I know when we moved to Northwest Arkansas, the first time that we were asked to, um, to help out with something in the church, it made us feel like we belonged there, like we were needed <laughs> and that there was a place for us. And I think that that's true for everybody. When we know that we have a place that we belong and, and we're, we're connected in that way, it really does, it's the starting point for growth to further um, involvement. And I think that that's a really nice Thing to, to be a part of. And I think that everybody deserves to that opportunity to be a part and to feel like they belong. We, um, Statistically speaking, we know that about 80% of people that are impacted by disability don't have a place of worship to attend. <clears throat> this is a sad statistic for me. I um, am very sad to hear this, but I know that since we first started, you know, talking about disability ministry and researching disability ministry for our own children, we found that more and more churches are reaching out and doing disability ministry in ways like they haven't ever before. And we're finding that more people that are affected by disability are finding faith once again. And They're finding homes and families that they belong to. We talked with Sarah Doss last week about um, her ministry and how it was really a family. And that word family really stuck out to me. Most of the time, and what we see so much, there's this isolation that happens within the community that really, there's, there's no other way to say it, but then... It's so, so sad. And having a family and having people that care about you and that want to see you succeed is one of the best gifts in life, I think. I think that having people that are rooting you on and saying, you know, I believe in you and I know that you can do amazing things. And I think that the church and faith communities have an awesome opportunity to provide this for for people impacted by disability. So having having a faith community that is intentional about being inclusive is it I think that it needs to happen everywhere and that's why we do what we do here at Steps Care. So um you know creating accessibility and accommodations that help this 80% attend services is super important and um and such a beautiful thing to see take place in churches so um providing the right accommodation is about being creative and even flexible with um the, our goal being we want to create success in a way that you feel successful it's not about us being successful it's about them feeling successful um when we when we talk in our teams we you know we're like you know this isn't about us this is about them and um Making sure that they understand that you know you are important to us. We value you. We put value on your life, and we believe that you belong here. And so, um, having having a little organization and structure in place gives us room to be flexible. It gives us the opportunity to um, to to work hand in hand with the people that we serve. And you know sometimes you know we'll hear well, from week to week, sometimes we don't have very many students that show up one week you know we'll have we'll have you know fifteen students, and the next week we're down to two and It's really hard to keep our volunteers in place because of this. We're always moving back and forth and you know, there's some things about disability ministry that I think are super important to understand, and I probably wouldn't understand it unless, you know, I hadn't become a parent. Um, I, I understand that from week to week, my children, you know, they go through so much if they don't sleep well for several nights in a row, but then finally on Sunday morning, they're sleeping and it's time to get them all up out of bed <laughs> and get them to get them to church to be a part of their programming it makes it really difficult. And while I know that it's important for them to be there and that there are people that are waiting on them and want them to be there, it's better for them overall to, to sleep, especially if they haven't slept more than two or three hours in the past three days. <laughs> so we're gonna, choose, we're gonna choose whatever's best for our children. And so that makes it difficult to be consistent. Um <laughs> there's a mom that I um that I'm really good friends with and she she says we always use a pencil on the calendar because you know it's not because you know the things we know that you know we're not gonna be there. It's just because we don't know what's gonna happen. And so we put things in pencil and and we we live day by day, you know, just trying to, you know, do what's best for our children. And so sometimes there are going to be health challenges that are a constant factor about consistency in attendance where disability ministry is concerned. And my, my recommendation for that is to just be patient and there are ways to serve those people um, that are not able to be there week after week after week consistently. Um, that doesn't happen in church. Maybe you can give them a phone call or send them something in the mail Saying, I let, you know, I wanted to let you know that I was thinking about you. I missed you on Sunday. You know, this and this happened and, you know, we you know we prayed for you or we were thinking about you. Um, those kind of things really mean a lot. And if there's several weeks and, you know, consecutive that there's missing or maybe there's a hospital stay, maybe you take time out of your schedule to go to the hospital and just say, I wanted to stop in and say, hey, we want you to know that you're still loved by us. And we still care about you, and we miss you so much, and we just want you to be better soon, so you can come back and join us. Giving those little, you know, little, little additional things that we do in our ministry really go a long way in um, serving our community. I think that that's really important. So you know, just be patient and look for ways to minister beyond, beyond what's happening in your church program. We also recommend, um, you know, when, when you're putting together a disability ministry and you have somebody coming in that is impacted by disabilities, you know, we ask, we ask questions, we give a questionnaire, we sit down and do like a little interview, um, or we just, you know, we pick out a game. I usually keep you know, bouncy balls or something like that, and I just <laughs> spend some time playing with my younger students. My older students, I'll probably have like a packet of cookies or um, maybe peppermints or and coffee or tea or you know just something. I'll ask them what they like. You know, do you want to sit down and and just talk about what you would like to be a part of here in our in our community? And um, we just sit down and we just talk. I find out what they like. What is interesting to them? And a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people that I ask questions to, you know, they love to sing. And so we want to create opportunities for them to be able to sing. We want to create opportunities if they want to, you know, be an usher or a door greeter or maybe a sound person. We want to create those opportunities for them to have their place to connect and to be a part and to feel value. So we... um you know, whether it's younger students or older students, we'll sit down and talk to them and we'll ask them things, you know, about different things that they want to be a part of. Um, and then we want to know how can we help them get there. We want to help them get to a place where they're able to do those things. And um, if the accessibility isn't there, then we want to sit down as a team um, and come up with a game plan. You know, how can we make this happen for this person? How can we create an opportunity for this person to have that moment of success in our church? So that's what disability ministry is really about. Just creating opportunities to, you know, to really connect these um, these people that come into our ministry and help them experience success. So we want to create um, also... Another opportunity that um, is super important in disability ministry is just creating opportunity for um, friendship building. We want to take time to just sit down and build friendships. We want to find out what people like and, and what they don't like. And we want to hear their voice. We want to be able to you know, hear what they're telling us. So we create opportunity to build friendships, whether that's through a game night, bowling, or some type of fun night for for the kids sometimes you know it'll be a sensory safe event for kids during Halloween or Easter egg hunts or uh, you know the sen- uh, sensory safe Santas those different types of things we um we like to use those opportunities to you know just to get to know our students and to have <laughs> have time to just you know say hey you know I want to hear what you have to say. What do you think that we could do about this or that? And that's super important, um, you know, to make that connection with them. Um, so we've done sensory safe nights, and we've come up with, you know, other activities for kids to do that really builds, you know, a sense of community. Um, disability ministry helps create that. It'll look different in every single church. Every church has its own traditions. Um, <laughs> I was I was so glad we have a friend um that that one I, I met her at a, a training session that we were doing, an autism friendly training, and she came up to me and she was like, I have to show you something. There's you know, the one of the, the guys in our church who has special needs was so excited about you know being able to participate in communion and he he was able to to help in the serving line, and that was so important for him. She showed me the picture, and he you know he was so proud and he felt like he belonged and it was the most beautiful thing I think I had seen all day. <laughs> I love to see our friends connected and belonging we um We always like to bring in um buddies into our teams um for our children's ministry and we'll have students that are you know around the same age that are just really good at you know being a friend and they'll come in and you know watching our students with with autism and severe disabilities have that friend that just lets them hug on them <laughs> and play with their toys and color with them. There's that sense of friendship there that isn't always seen in a typical setting, and I just think that that's what church is all about. Church is about creating those opportunities where we can, we can, we can find our place. We can find that that place where we can say, you know, I belong here, and I'm needed here, and I'm important to these people. These people not only, you know, want to talk to me, but they want to play with me. They want to interact with what I'm doing. They want to hear my stories, no matter how, you know, how many times I tell them over and over again. That's what, what, that's what disability ministry is. And I think that it's the most (laughs) impactful ministry I've ever been a part of. Um, you know, not just because I'm a mother, but just from a personal place. I can't say that there's many other opportunities where I get, to really, um, get to really love on people that, that need me just as much as I need them. And, um, I think it's an incredible opportunity. I, um, I'm always inspired to hear stories about, um, what other people are doing in their disability ministry. So if you're one of those people and you'd like to, to join us on the podcast sometime to share your story, about what's going on in your ministry, I would love to hear them. Definitely, definitely send me an email and let's get you hooked up. Um, so that's all we have for this episode. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email us at talk, T-A-L-K, at stepscare.org. And join us back here next Monday where we're going to talk about special needs and relationships. Um, we're gonna. It's starting off the month of February, and um, in honor of Valentine's Day for February fourteenth, we're gonna be talking through the month of February about relationships and what it means um, to help to help families out during um, the month of February and how to have strong marriages when taking care of of children with um, disability, as well as being a person with disability and experiencing relationships. So I hope that you'll come back next week. Next week, we're just going to talk about um, relationships and and special needs. And um, I think you're going to be inspired. I know I am. So um, come back next week, Monday, and we'll talk more about relationships and, um, relationships and special needs. (laughs) We'll talk later. I hope you have a great week and I hope you've been inspired.